When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 25th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hempresent is Chris Conrad, well-known cannabis activist, author, and pro-California Prop 64 person who will join me in just one minute. The push to advance cannabis legalization has never been so poised for victory as polls in every state where the herbs on the ballot indicate a voting populace favorable to approving reforms. The most important of the states in position to flip is California, America's biggest producer. California boasts the sixth to the eighth largest economy, not just in America, in the world. A new report by a leading marijuana industry investment and research firm found that legal cannabis sales jumped 17% to $5.4 billion in 2015 and is projected to grow by 25% this year to reach maybe $6.7 billion in total U.S. sales. With the combined current legal and illegal U.S. cannabis market being estimated to be worth possibly $30 billion, some say that a legal market could immediately double sales in California to $6.5 billion by 2020. Last year is reported to have brought in almost $3 billion in medical use sales, according to a projection by Market New Frontier, a market researcher. But who knows what the real numbers are because most businesses are dealing, dealing in cash. California Prop 64 would legalize the possession, cultivation, and sale of marijuana for adults over the age of 21. It would impose an excise tax on retail sales of marijuana equal to 15% of sales price 
and state cultivation taxes on marijuana of $9.25 per ounce of flowers and $2.75 per ounce of leaves. With recent polling having Proposition 64 coming in at a stunning 71% for and 26% against, it has somewhat divided the California medical cannabis community. Just like I-502, the citizens' initiative that changed my state's law here in Washington did to our community. Some people back when I-502 was on the ballot saw a rare opportunity to initiate the structural change needed to break away from prohibition, uh, the imperfections to be hammered out incrementally because you got to start somewhere. Pot doesn't legalize itself. Others feared that the reforms favored industry at the expense of medical cannabis patients and rewarded carpetbaggers and predatory business interests over community stakeholders. During the I-502 campaign, Seattle Hemp Fest polled our core group of over 100 people, and they were split almost 50-50 pro and con on our state's legalization initiative. Seattle Hemp Fest ended up taking a neutral position, which in itself was controversial. I-502 eventually passed by a significant margin in Washington state, and the irony is that while as many as 7 million adult Washingtonians are now free to walk into a brick-and-mortar store and buy up to an ounce of marijuana with no threat of arrest, medical patients have had their possession and plant amounts rolled significantly back from where they were for well over a decade. It's now reported that the California Growers Association conducted their own survey of 770 industry members, including marijuana growers and activists, of Prop 64, and 31% of those responded. Some 238 industry members were against Prop 64, with 31% supporting it, 38% undecided. So it was 50-50, just like our group with I-502. And like us, the Growers Association has adopted a neutral position on Proposition 64, like we did on Prop uh, 502. This stuff is really complicated. Uh, smart, smart people come down on different sides of the same issue. Somebody who can explain it from the yes on Proposition 64 position is my old friend Chris Conrad, a well-known author, consultant, public speaker, cannabis expert witness, and internationally respected authority on cannabis, industrial hemp medical marijuana. Chris has joined me today on the Cannabis Radio uh, talk line to talk about these prospective changes. Welcome, Chris, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Hey, it's great to be here, Vivian. Thanks for this opportunity. You bet. The Noan Proposition 64 website is maintained by the usual anti-pot crusaders uh, sponsored by the California Public Safety Institute and SAM Action Incorporated, which is smart approaches to marijuana, the usual professional scorched earth anti-legalization mouthpieces, and of course addiction specialists, law enforcement groups, maybe a parent association or 10 opposed Prop 64. How does it feel to also have some in the cannabis community, specifically some patients and growers, on the same side of the issue as these traditional anti-pot sources? Well, I don't find it surprising at all. We saw what happened in uh, 2010. Uh, the the growers and people who sell marijuana in the uh, medical marijuana uh, retail monopoly uh, tend to want to protect their turf. They want to protect their profits. Um, and then there's a bunch of people who have been confused, and to a large extent, it's by this uh, very. Actually, you know, it's not really 50/50 here. I would say like 90% of the consumers of cannabis are in favor of it. 10% are worried about it and prices could go up. Uh, it's the um, it's really on the production side of it. These people who are uh, concerned about they don't want to pay taxes, they don't want to follow any rules, they don't want to be uh, have to 
follow uh, environmental standards tested. They don't want to share with the market with other people. Uh, that's where you're getting your 50-50 split is in those because there's one group that sees this as an opportunity to, uh, I believe, quadruple their market. What they're estimating is that for every one person who has a doctor's note, there are three people who smoke marijuana thought of it. So people who understand the value of doing that and they're convinced it's a social justice issue of keeping people out of prison uh, supersedes their uh, current monopolistic uh, profits. And then there are the groups that feels like they want to keep what they got theirs and they want to keep it and uh, they don't care about other people going to prison because they think they're, uh, they don't want to follow the regulations. Nearly half a million arrests have taken place in California in the past decade. Prop 64 would legalize recreational use of marijuana for adults 21 years and older. You could have up to 28.5 grams of cannabis and 8 grams of concentrates. An adult could grow up to six plants in a locked area within a private home. Medical marijuana was legalized in 1996 in California by the passage of Prop 215 or the Compassionate Use Act. Chris, why do you think some patients are so worried that Prop 64's changes in state law would threaten their rights? Well, I think part of it is uh, what you just said. They don't really know about these arrests. I've worked on 2,500 cases in the past 20 years myself. I hear people telling me all the time, oh, nobody gets arrested for marijuana anymore. Well, that's simply not true. The, so uh, the two sides of it, the one is that the people don't really understand what's going on with the system. Unless you happen to know someone who's been arrested, people go around and say no one's getting arrested. And the other thing is that um, that they – basically have been misled on this whole issue about Prop 215 because Prop 64 does not change Prop 215. There's nowhere in the entirety that changes it. It says five times that it does not change it. It gives four additional protections to patients. Uh, and yet these guys go around, mostly again, we're talking about that same group. There's a group of dispensaries, a group of doctors, a group of growers. Uh, they're not a huge group of people, but they are out there going deliberately telling people bad information and trying to make them think that, uh, that there are people that are at risk if this initiative passes. The fact of the matter is, Prop 64 is for non-medical marijuana. We learned from what happened in Washington. We saw what happened when the medical marijuana programs were not properly protected. And that's why in this initiative, we've taken great steps to make sure that the uh, current system is protected. Your Prop 215 recommendation is protected. Your SB 420 uh, <clears throat> Safe Harbor and ID card program are, are protected. The Medical Cannabis Re Regulation Safety Act passed last year by the legislature is protected. And these newer protections are that they can't take away children of people. Uh, CPS cannot take away children of, of marijuana smokers. Cities cannot ban people or counties cannot ban people from growing marijuana at their homes. The, the privacy of the patient is protected. Uh, and if a doctor messes up on the paperwork that the patient's recommendation is still valid. These are new protections for patients. Uh, yet you, the opposition rarely discusses that. They try to pretend like it's a threat to patients because they know it scares people. Reality is Prop 215 has not changed. In, in, in Washington state, we heard similar concerns when I uh, 502 was being suggested, um, and then of course it passed, and then our state legislature came in and pretty much gutted medical marijuana. Uh, I only have two minutes to the first break. Um, are there any safeguards to prevent the California state legislature from doing the same thing? Uh, yeah, certainly. As I mentioned, there's five different places in the initiative that says that the legislature, that the initiative itself doesn't change it. Uh, the section, they all say that the legislature cannot change as well. Uh, likewise, uh, Prop 215, there's one section that's called amendments. It says that the legislature can make certain changes and refers to the medical marijuana section of the initiative. But Prop 215 is not part of that. Uh, part of the initiative. It's not an initiative at all. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't change it. It doesn't allow the legislature to change it. <laughs> I don't know how else you can say about it. You know, it, 
it's very straightforward. That's not the case. Uh, when you hear people arguing that it does, you'll hear very, making very convoluted uh, and strange arguments. But the fact of the matter is it simply does not. And we learn from Washington. We have protected our system with this initiative. The medical marijuana have, patients have no fear. Do you know if there have been any patients groups in Prop 64? Uh, patient groups, we don't even really have access and they only take positions on medical. Uh, I don't know that any medical marijuana groups in the state have done anything. The California Medical Association has uh, and a group of doctors have independently uh, and a lot of patients have. But uh, as far as I know, as, as uh, Prop 64 in California, we're taking our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. Hear word from our sponsors, advertisers. Come right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. Cannabisradio.com We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Presents on Cannabis Radio with Chris Conrad. Uh, Chris, Jason Kinney, a spokesman for uh, Proposition 64 campaign, said that the tax proposals and legislation are based on experience in other states where recreational use is allowed but regulated. He said that these other states have revealed the need to tax medical and non-medical marijuana at roughly the same rate to eliminate the incentives for people who are not legitimate medical marijuana patients to remain in the medical marijuana system after pot is legalized. Do you know, has that been a problem, people staying in the black market in states that have legalized? Or what's the, what's the reasoning behind the tax? Well, uh, the tax is actually designed to be flexible so that uh, if the prices get too high, they can bring it down. If the prices are so low that they believe it's uh, going into the uh, youth market or something like that, uh, being diverted out of state, then they want to uh, increase the taxes to make that so it doesn't happen. Um, You know, I I think that basically what you're going to run into is a situation where uh, under this initiative, there's a a two-year window that will be available for people who are in the illicit market doing what they're doing with all their protections from uh, the collective defense here. The legislature actually got rid of the collective defense starting in 2019. 
And so at that point, we'll see how that really affects things. But basically, um, you know, my, my experience is that people who get a chance to get into the lawful market would prefer to do that. They would rather buy from a store than uh, buy from their dealer. There's going to be a certain phase where people are used to getting it from their dealer and so forth. And uh, so that I think we'll continue. Certain parts of the states may have bans where that continues. But the and it, because local governments can ban not home grows, not people sharing it, not people using it. Those are our rights, but they can ban businesses from uh, selling marijuana in there, in which they're penalized for, for getting taxes. Uh, they don't get as much of a revenue from it if they do that. And so uh, my my concern is that what we're going to see is initially people are just going to keep relying on the system that they have as the stores open. Uh, they're going to shift over. The next generation is going to come through and they're going to be uh, like what we we, just, we don't go looking for bootleggers. when We want to drink. You know, we go to the, the liquor store or, or the uh, the pub. And that's what we're going to see here, I think. Some folks feel that because of double taxation and the permit fees that the disabled, for example, who are on low incomes are not going to be able to have access to their medicine. But proponents of Prop 64 say that the suggestion that patients will be priced out of access is wrong because prices will decrease when the market's fully legal and regulated. Uh, Do you agree with that? Why should patients feel protected against rising prices? Well, for two reasons. The first is, as, as we mentioned, like in the state of uh, Colorado, the price per ounce went from $250 to $100 an ounce uh, around the state since the stores have opened. And so for patients, that's including all the new taxes, which is higher than the tax we have here in California on our initiative. So uh, there's no real reason to think that that's going to be anything different than that. The prices are, are going to drop. And that's actually why a lot of the growers are worried. They're not worried about becoming affordable enough to patients. They're worried about their own profit margins here. Um, The other thing is that uh, the initiative allows for some very interesting things. Uh, For for example, you could make a nonprofit that's dedicated strictly to giving away free medical marijuana to patients, and you could fit into the paradigm here. Uh, Depending on the number of patients, the the cost of getting a license to do that would be uh, adjusted. And if the board felt that the good of what you're doing is such, they could waive fees, they could have hardship exceptions and so forth. Uh, and people will be able to grow their marijuana in their backyard and give it away to free for their friends. So this is going to create a, access to a lot of free marijuana for these patients. In addition to, I think there's going to be a lot of affordable because, uh, you know, there are groups here in California who really want to help the vets out in particular and patients who are uh, indigent and having a hard time. And so this initiative gives them a great way of moving forward on it. And the other thing is that people who are patients right now, if you need medical marijuana, but you don't have a doctor's note, then according to the law, you're still a criminal. Once this initiative passes, then you won't have to be buying that doctor's note every year and you won't risk going to prison if you're caught with less than an ounce of marijuana or less than eight grams of concentrate or growing fewer than six plants. So these are things where uh, a lot of uh, low-income people end up in trouble because they could not afford to get the doctor's note in the first place. With this initiative, all you have to be is 21 years old. You won't need a doctor's note. So all those things benefit patients in that regard. So the, the California Growers Association, they took a neutral stance after polling. It's the CEO saying that he's voting against Prop 64 because of concerns that it potentially undermines, quote, protections for the existing cottage industry that were included in a new medical marijuana regulatory, regulatory scheme approved last year by the legislature. I think he's talking about recently adopted state rules implementing a cap of one acre per marijuana farming license and limits the number of licenses that one person or business can hold. After five years, Prop 64 allows the state to issue type five large cultivation licenses. You think five years is enough to give pri- privately owned local companies a head start? 
Well, first off, I just have to disagree with what he's saying. This doesn't uh, this completely protects the medical marijuana. If you want to stay in that situation, stay with that system. Don't don't keep the non-medical people from having access. I mean, that's that's uh, to me, uh, as long as they can continue to do what they have been doing, they're willing to send people to prison. You don't have to keep sending people to prison, folks. We can change this law past Prop 64 and they can still continue doing what they're doing. Now, what you're talking about is this question about the five year period, when, at which point the state may or may not, by the way, there's no requirement for them to do this. But they may right. or may not allow for larger level, uh, larger size of production and distribution. Well, you know, there certainly are two ways of looking at that. Type way number one is you say, well, you know, our cottage industry should be protected. Um, yeah. The other question is, do they really want to make marijuana affordable for patients, which is what they're saying all the time. They talk about affordability. But what, when you, what you just said there doesn't suggest they want affordability because we know that the economy of scale will bring down the access. In fact, uh, Lanny's Wordlow uh, from uh, down in um, Riverside County, a, a major medical marijuana activist, he's a big advocate for the bigger grows because he thinks that's going to bring down the price and make it much more affordable to patients. So we, while we don't know exactly what's going to lay out, we do know that it's going, the prices are dropping in other states where they've legalized uh, non-medical use. And here in California, the price hasn't really dropped very much at all to the patients at all with the medical program that we've got in place. So uh, to me, that, that argument is specious at best, uh, unproven <laughs> at the middlemost. And uh, on the other side of it, it's, I just don't think it's going to turn out to be true. I, I completely disagree with it. Some growers are also concerned that Prop 64 will open the industry up to corporate agriculture and introduce what they characterize as restrictive taxes and penalties, uh, that it contains too many restrictions, drill, treating cannabis like a dangerous substance, and allowing the state to inflict, for example, environmental regulations that they claim could possibly cost farmers twenty dollars to $100,000 per farm. And since most businesses would be eligible to apply for multiple licenses allowing for vertical, vertical integration, they say that Prop 64 favors those with the most capital. What would you say to that? I say, uh, once again, that uh, capital is helpful when you're starting any business. That, that's going to be a fact of the matter. Uh, as far as the initiative is concerned, it does everything it can to maintain the status of providers who are now, it's designed to bring people above board. People who are already uh, in the medical marijuana system legally will have a priority for getting licenses. There have to be a California reticent license for the first couple of years. You, uh, this based on the scale, meaning that the, the fees, if you're a smaller business, you have fewer fees to pay than if you're a larger business. The environmental protections they're talking about there, these are not like some crazy uh, off the wall things. These are like protecting our watershed, protecting uh, endangered species, saying you can't dump toxic chemicals into the water. These guys are like, well, we can't live with that. Well, why do they want to dump toxic chemicals in the water, destroy environmental species, I mean, uh, uh, endangered species, and mess up the environment in our water? Steve, Steve Dodge, the CEO of the Humboldt Growers Collective, said that it would allow regulatory inspections that many growers view as warrantless searches. Well, they can do it as they want. Any business can be inspected. They get a 24-hour notice, and then they have to show that they're not screwing up the environment. Uh, you, uh, again, I don't get it. You, they can come in and inspect right, so that's, the restaurant. So what they you're saying is those are the kind of regulations that any agricultural producer has to deal with, right? Any consumable. If you have a restaurant, if you have a food packing plant, they can come in and inspect your place and make sure you're not poisoning your customers and destroying the environment in the way. Um, let's get back to the other question, though, about the scale. Right. Well, this has a, a dozen anti-monopoly uh, provisions in it. It specifically protects uh, small people, and it sets up a system with what we call a micro-business license, which is comparable to the craft brewers or the minery model to allow small growers in regions that to protect the names, like if you're um, Emerald Triangle, then you 
have to grow that marijuana in the Emerald Triangle. So it gives them a, a, a lot of advantages right now. And regional, for them to say regional advantages, right? Right. Uh -huh. uh, and marketing advantages. And for them to disregard that and to complain about the fact that they have to follow rules, I don't get a lot of sympathy. I don't give them a lot of sympathy for that. <laughs> My guest is Chris Conrad. We are talking about Prop 64. We're going to take another pause here. Word from our sponsors, advertisers. Come back for our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. We don't limit how much you smoke, and we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with final questions for... Chris Conrad. Chris, Prop 64 creates two new taxes. Uh, the Legislative Analyst Office suggests that the recreational market could yield as much as $1 billion in tax revenue annually, and some Prop 64 taxes will be spent on drug research, treatment enforcement, health and safety grants addressing marijuana youth programs, preventing environmental damage resulting from illegal marijuana production. And Prop 64 will provide $3 million annually for five years of the Department of California Highway Patrol for developing protocols to determine whether a vehicle driver is impaired due to marijuana consumption. Is that not funding the CHP to create a DUI model? Uh, actually, it's quite the contrary. Um, if you read the way that – and this really impressed me about the authors of this initiative. They originally wrote it that it had a DU, that it was up to the CHP to come up with a standard to judge DUIs, and we read that and we freaked out because we saw what happened to you guys up in uh, Washington. So uh, a bunch of us lobbied the, auth the writers, and we said, no, no, it has to be impairment testing, not, not DUI testing. So then they came back, and what they had changed it to say was that the, uh, this fund is to develop impairment testing for – uh, all kinds of all drivers, including marijuana. And so what that basically means is they can't do that thing like a DUI. Well, you know, five nanograms per milliliter means your DUI because that wouldn't apply to anything but marijuana. That's specifically marijuana. They have to come up with a system that tests for impairment for Ambien, whatever else you've, you're on there. So uh, and, it, and it creates a program to do that. As you know, at AAA from your did a study of your state and it said that you can't use that. Uh, the kind of measurements that we're talking about before the DUI measurements. Uh, 
effectively to gauge impairment with marijuana. So what this does is it's finally going to take the chance to look at impaired driving, getting all impaired drivers off the road. I think it's going to take dexterity testing and impairment testing with things like touch screens, where it tests your hand-eye coordination, your response time, things like that. They have a little handheld ball. So, so we're talking about an actual field-based impairment test. Yeah, it has to be scientifically derived, and it's not specific to marijuana. It is for impairment. And I think, that, I mean, how many people are really against impair, getting impaired drivers off the road? It's really hard for, you know, for the marijuana community to say, well, we think we, we should have impaired drivers. This, we just don't want to be tested. No, if you're driving badly, uh, you know, whatever the cause is, they need a system to, to find those people. And that's what the initiative actually funds. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, Chris, I know people that they scare me when they're driving sober. And those are the people that I'm concerned about when they're driving stoned. Uh, and, Chris, and when they mix alcohol with it, that's the other thing. Uh, and so we have a lot of information at friendsofprop64.org, or you can come to my website, chrisconrad.com. Or, uh, we talk about this in my new book, The Newbie's Guide to Cannabis and the Industry as well. So uh, it's easy for people to find out more about this. Chris Conrad, uh, thank you so much for being on Hemp Present on Canvas Radio, my brother. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Now, when I get to a weekly feature of him present on CanvasRadio.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, of course I know how to roll a joint. That's Martha Stewart, lifestyle author and TV personality. That concludes this installment of him present on Canvas Radio. Now, I want to get to on Canvas Radio, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, of course I know how to roll a joint. That's Martha Stewart, lifestyle author and TV personality. That concludes this installment of him present on Canvas Radio. I want to thank my God and the control room brasco and all of my sponsors and advertisers for cannabis radio join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice because when it comes to prohibition you have the right not to remain silent activism requires a voice so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile until that till then my friends stay strong stand tall token easy don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.